We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A lot of baseball to talk about. A lot of fab pickups to talk about. And uh, I've barely started breathing again from the Warriors game. But uh, we'll, we'll hit it all. I'll come back in the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by Rival Fantasy. We appreciate Rival Fantasy for the sponsorship of the podcast. Uh, I am Scott Jensen, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson, here to talk a lot of baseball. Uh, Jeff, how are you this uh, Sunday evening, April 23rd? I'm good. Busy weekend. They're always busy weekends, and I'd have it no other way. But, uh, you know, a busier fab here than I thought it would be. I thought it'd be pretty quiet. We were talking about that right before starting. Yeah. Uh, that a little bit more active and a little bit more uh activity than i expected i was a, a little bit more like contested bids than i thought i'd have me too it was a little more spendy than i thought i don't know if spendy is a word but uh i thought uh i kind of thought i would slide some guys through and there were a lot of people that are on the similar same guys uh i lost some really close bids which is always frustrating i've, I've won some close bid lately but you lose by one or two bucks it's kind of uh, frustrating but we'll talk all about that uh jeff we had big uh, some big news in uh, in baseball this week it seems like uh my a's are potentially moving to las vegas there's been rumored for a while uh, but it sounds like they are they're kind of turning their backs on Oakland and moving uh, moving uh, moving on isn't it kind of it, it's not just a, it, it's all but official right i mean the, at least the they're committed to building the stadium and you're not going to build a stadium without a team so committed to being committed i think maybe a better way to put it i mean they still yeah. have to get a lot of money passed in in public funding but um i'm kind of disgusted by the whole thing i'm not, I'm not going to rant on it too much cuz i know people want to talk about fantasy but like i just the no, way rant. This, the way this ownership treated the fans have been the fans of the franchise forever. Like I get it. Teams move and nobody understands it. I'm old. I get it. Baseball's a business stuff happens. You got to make money. Uh, the city of Oakland is not without fault. The A's fans are not without fault, but this is like the way they treated people the last 18 months just kind of just grosses me out. The, the president, the owner, like they intentionally tried to lose these last 18 months. I've kind of joked about it at the beginning of last year. I'm like, I think this is major league. I think they're trying to lose, but they actually were trying to lose. They're trying to make a point that Oakland, you know, can't, uh, can't support a team. And, What's kind of gross is like this stuff matters. I get that it's not, you know, life and family and friends and your job. I get it. But baseball matters to people. Like you look at my life and you look at like a photo album. You're not going to go more pages when you don't see a picture of me at the Coliseum or me wearing A's gear or something like that. Like I wouldn't, uh, I met my wife as a, as a result of the Oakland A's. Like maybe we meet in another world in a different way, but like that matters. Obviously my life is significantly improved based on that fact. So like, I just get like, 
this this ownership group and the president like treated these fans like just absolute garbage. That's what upsets me. Like the Warriors moved, they moved from Oakland, San Francisco. That's a business thing, but like they didn't actually try and lose when they left. Like their last, last game in Oracle was a finals game. Like they were still right. trying to like do stuff for the fans, and they felt bad for the fans. They did stuff for the Oakland. Like they had the last year, they had the Oakland jerseys, and like had a lot of stuff, but. Man, this ownership group just treated everybody like absolute garbage. She's the city of Oakland like garbage. Like the way they told the mayor was just disgusting. Like it was like, we're dealing, we're dealing, we're dealing. Oh, by the way, I'm making a phone call. We're done. It's just like the whole thing's gross. And uh, I hate to say it, Jeff, but uh, if it, it all goes through, it looks like it's going to, uh, I'm fully out. I'm uh, I'm on the market for a new team. I kind of thought, you know, what's going to happen if, if they move? Will I go forward? Uh, I'm fully out. The only way I'm back in is if he, Fisher sells, can't get it done in Vegas, sells the team to somebody else, but uh, I'm out on a Fisher led team uh, with any move to Vegas. So oh. I'm, a, I'm a free agent. So I agree with everything you said, except Oak A's fans have no, 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 they're not to blame at all for this. I mean, not they, one single they, iota to blame. There are, there are seasons where they didn't show up well, but the stadium is a dump. Like it's not a fun place to go often. It's a fun place to go every once in a while, but they um, didn't put money into the stadium either. Never. That's the yeah. thing. They, they, they didn't try. They, this whole thing, the game is rigged. It's like uh, the wire. The game is rigged yep. here. Um, this is straight out of the Jeffrey Loria playbook. Spoil the market. Say that Oakland can't support a team. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then it just ruins the market. Montreal never got a, a franchise back. Montreal is an amazing city. And they would yep. go nuts for a winner. And, you know, instead they're, they're in this concrete dump and they didn't try. And the thing is, same thing here. They they tore the team down. 18 months ago, this team was a contender. Yeah. Um, at the end of the 2020 20 season, yeah, they lost money in the short term. Boo freaking you. They, they lost money. They're, they're, you know, that that's part of the risk. You know, it's no, we're just going to, we, we need to be guaranteed a profit. We need the cities and municipalities bend over backwards, pay 500 million when that needs to be going to other viable city functions. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm as big a sports fan as it comes. And when you see all this corporate welfare for stadiums all the time, it drives me up a wall, especially when you move a team and just kill a market in the process there. Uh, I, I'm referring to the Warriors because they obviously said the same thing, but like they built their ability, their building on private financing. That was all paid for. Um, you know, there's some benefits in there, but they put the money in. And I just like fish the, the ace thing. Like they had the stadium in, in Howard Terminal and then they, they just kept wanting more. They kept wanting more, you know, the restaurants and they wanted all the land. And they just like, it's just constant, constant, constant. It made me think that like they never were acting in good faith. So, uh, yeah, it was funny. We talked about it and we were, I wasn't totally sure how I'd react, but, uh, the way, the way it worked out, uh, I'm out, I'm, uh, I'm done. Uh, not only am I out, I root again. I'll root against them. Yeah, this is like the Colts leaving Baltimore in the dead of the night. Yeah. It, it, it's exactly like that, except they haven't physically moved yet. It, they announced the thing at midnight Pacific time, or the news broke midnight. They didn't announce it. That the, the story leaked at midnight. Yeah. And Pacific by the way, time. they leaked it at night on, on oh, Wednesday yeah. night or whatever it was. It's, the whole yeah. thing is just, it's handled so badly, and they just act like you know people don't matter, and this stuff doesn't matter. And I get that I'm a huge sports fan. It matters more to me than 99% of people out there, but... It's a lot of life stuff that goes on. I have friends that I met in the college. I have friends that are friends because of A's fans. Like our friend Nick Sackett who plays in the NFBC. Like we knew each other from A's stuff way before this. Like stuff matters. The sense of community and stuff. And they just ripped it away. And it's uh, it's gross. I hope they if they move, I hope they never, ever, ever win. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. And then, by the way, this won't happen until 2027. For so this where the done. hell do they do they play in the AAA stadium in Vegas? Like I don't even know where they go. Or do they stay in Oakland and have this yeah. weird like cohabitation after the the divorce? You, you uh, can't like their lease is through 2024. So there's no way that they're past that. If I'm Oakland, I'm like I put the freaking I put the locks on the gate and be like, dude, find somewhere else. Yeah. One I'll more break, thing, at I'll least for me. Lease. Yeah. 
Uh, MLB is complicit in this too. They had a deal done to get something done in San Jose and they blocked it saying it's Giants territory. Yep. You know, the Bay Area is plenty big enough to support two teams. Yep. Um, but after that, you know, it, it was clear like this was set. I mean, they had like, and the thing is like, they pretended to be negotiating with the city. They just cleared this environmental hurdle for the yep. one uh, construction site. Oh, by the way, we did this. Oh, it just, it was always something. People are always like, oh, you're building a new stadium. I'm like, dude, when I see a shovel like in the ground, I'll believe that. I never believe them. Um, the team president's a liar. Like there's just no way around it. He's, and he's just kind of gross. The way he's been like doing all these things from Vegas last couple of years, like showing how great the fans are. Like the whole thing is just gross. So it's uh it's disgusting, but let's move on. Let's talk fantasy. All I'm going to say is thank goodness for fantasy baseball. I would be uh, pretty disillusioned on the sport right now if I was just an A's fan. But obviously, I love fantasy. Right. I love baseball. I will watch plenty of games. I will watch other teams. I will root against the Las Vegas team uh, to be happy. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to pick as a team, but uh, I kind of my daughter's seven. So if she gets into it, I think we'll just pick a team together and kind of kind of go from there. All right. Very good. Yeah. Speaking of the teams we didn't expect, Jeff, uh, I was looking at standings today. You know, it's too early in the year to really care, but. Uh, Jeff, the Pirates are 16 to 7. What the heck's going on here? They played the Reds four <laughs> games. That helps. I, I, set uh, you, I set you up too well for that. Yeah, one. you did. No. And the Rockies this week, yeah, still eating glue. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, talk, you know, nice weekend for both of those franchises. Reds, I think, Oof. scored three runs this week, maybe four, four. I mean, I think they're 0 for 7,000 in runners in scoring position. <laughs> and you look at that lineup, you can see why. But, you know, the, Pirate, to the Pirates are doing great with run prevention this year. Yeah. Their bullpen, Colin Holderman's been great. Uh, it's not just Bedard, who's been obviously Bednard, excuse me, who's been awesome, but it's like their whole bullpen. And you know, bullpens like they come and they go. You know, this might, this, I don't know if this is a formula to last, but it's a formula to do well in the short term when you get these guys that are all pitching well. Dwayne Underwood has been a hero for this team. If you look at uh, his numbers so far this year, you know, solid pitcher, uh, one, 116 whip so far. He picked up a save the other day. You know, it's just little things like that. It adds up. I mean, you know, only one walk heading into the day. So, you know, little things like that. Um, they're, they're not scoring. They're, they're not like a tremendous offense. Uh, uh-oh, there's an injury in the uh, T, for, on the T-Wolves right now. Someone's roll, writhing on the ground. I think that's Towns, which would be to form. But anyways, sorry. I, I, you're like you're like a second and a half ahead of me, so I saw it happen as it happened. Oh, it's, uh, it's Kyle Anderson. Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, brutal. Go, uh, go, Gobert did not do it, just in case anyone's wondering. Yeah, we, are we sure about that? Can we confirm? <laughs> oh, it is friendly fire though. It, oh, well, like it, got raked across the face by a teammate yeah. there. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, I sorry. Mean, the, about that. the offense is. I mean, it's the. You look at their offense. You're like, yeah, this can't sustain. But like Connor Joe is smoking the ball. You look at some of his hard hit numbers. Dude is raking right now. He's got a. Uh, he's got a 51% hard hit rate, a 14% barrel rate right now. Hitting 357. Um, you know, just looking really good right there. Um, Rodolfo Castro feeling it okay for uh, for O'Neill Cruz. Carlos Santana, old man, um, doing some good work. Uh, Jack Sawinski, three home runs and two stolen bases this week. I know it was in cores, but like, what a huge week for anybody that picked him up. Um, the offense can't sustain. You look at it; there's just not enough names here. But uh, it's uh, it's fun when uh, when it, when a team like this starts well. I think we'll look in August and they'll be bad still, but um, it's kind of fun for now. Yep. Um... Johan Oviedo was available in yeah. one of my 12 teamers. Uh, how aggressive would you have been knowing that he gets two starts this week? The second of which is against the Nats. Uh, first one's against the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> but he conquered cores last week. Yeah, um, look, look good doing it, by the way. His slider's good. Yeah, I I, I knew. I'll, I'll spoiler alert. I, I wasn't aggressive enough. I did want him. 
uh, but did in not. A, don't tell me yet. In a twelve, I probably would have been in the forty-five to fifty-five range for him. Yeah, uh, and he went for eighty-five. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have gotten there in a twelve. Yeah, uh, but man, I mean, it, it's it's a two-step, and he's rolling. He's yeah. getting strikeouts. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, they're 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 they're, they're starting pitching as Uncle Ted points out. Twelve quality starts in a row. Yeah. That's, there's like a couple of teams that have one all season. I, I when you say couple teams, I know exactly who you mean, but we won't go there. Um, yeah, Vince Velasquez pitched Red well, Stock, obviously. Uh, Runzi Contreras pitched really well. He looked really good last week. Mitch Keller pitched well. Rich Hill pitched well last couple last couple outings. I mean, they're uh, they're putting together the Vince Velasquez thing is interesting because he was someone who used to have really good stuff, has struggled for many years, but uh, mm-hmm. he looked uh, he looked really good, uh, really good today. Ten strikeouts, uh, only two hits and two walks. Um, looked really sharp today. Yeah, I'm not re- wait, really willing to buy into him though. He had a 512 and 150 where his ratio's heading into this game. He just yeah. got to face the Reds today. I'm not really going to give him a whole lot of credit for that. Yeah, although the, the start, but the last three starts, he went up uh, zero three and, and mm-hmm. zero runs. He had a he had a five in there uh, that kind of uh, skewed it. But last three starts, uh, 23 strikeouts. Last three starts. Yeah, it's true. I'm still not buying. Yeah, but. I I don't blame you. I think we've been burned over him in the years. But one of those starts at the cores, the other one was at the Cardinals. So, uh, uh, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit maybe real. There's someone I'm gonna be watching this week. I think that uh, you know maybe one more one more start, and I, I'd look there. But okay, um, let's look at week five. Uh, we got uh, it's crazy. We're already in week five, but it's it's a big week in baseball. We got 13 teams with seven games. Uh, Ten of those in the AL: uh, the Orioles, Yankees, Rays, <laughs> A's, Rangers, Angels, White Sox, Tigers, Royals, and Minnesota in the AL, and then Atlanta, Miami, and St. Louis in the NL. We got a lot of games this week, Jeff. It's uh, it's it's fun. It feels like it feels like it's one of the biggest weeks so far. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. We got one team with five games. Uh, the Padres. Yep. Padres and Giants play a two game series this weekend, and they don't play on Friday. I don't know why. Did you see you read I, up on that at all? I have not seen. I saw the schedule, and I, I'm like, oh, it's opening day, but obviously it's not this particular season. I have. It feels like it's a weird setup. Maybe they just scheduling tweak. They need that's the only way to get to 162, but it's uh, it's rough. Yeah, I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it too. It's like you're gonna look on Friday, and and I actually think about because I have some giants in the main event. And I kind of platoon them in and out, and I'm like, oh, I can't pretty much can't use any of my giants next weekend because a two game weekend is tough. Yeah, it is. It's really tough. And our uh, <laughs> our friend our friend Uncle Ted mentioning the Harold Ramirez has uh, a lot of multi hit games. Uncle Ted Harold Ramirez is the only guy I have all all three of my main event teams, so I know it very well. It's but it was a fun nice. uh, fun Harold a fun Harold Ramirez week. I bet. Wow, good for you, man. My 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 three across is Joey Manessis, who got his first home run today. Yeah, this hit week. four hit four hits the day after. Yes, um, he's, so he's, he'll come around. I think so. I hope so. Uh, a lot of cold weather. That's what we're going to blame it on. There you go. With uh, with uh, so many games, we do have some teams with some really good offensive weeks. If you're looking to pick up some hitters, uh, the Minnesota the Twins are a really good setup this week. They have uh, seven home games, three against the Yankees. You know, a little tough there, although they miss Garrett Cole, which always uh, always helps there. And then they uh, they get four against Kansas City. And that is obviously uh, obviously a fantastic match. We love facing them. Granky Lyles, Keller, and Brady Singer. That's uh, that's fireworks right there. Yep. Jorge Polanco was available in one of Ooh. our leagues. In, in your main, main. Wow. Uh, the Vegas main. We need him. We really need him. Our offense sucks on ice. Um, I don't even know if that how how one does that, but it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Went for two forty seven. I didn't get him. Story of my season. So far. what uh, I was going to say, 247 is more than I would, I would probably been in the 150 to 170 range. What were you guys at? I think we were like 139 or something yeah. like that, which is still not enough. It, 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 actually, I can tell you because 
FPT has that MyFab results thing. Why, you, why are you doing that? I'm going to yeah. love, love Polanco, but man, middle infield is an absolute disaster with all the injuries. But I needed a middle infielder in two different um, main events, and I literally could not find guys to fit on. It was really tough out there. Yeah. Uh, my Our offense is really bad. It's just uh, – we and the thing is, we're, we're lacking stolen bases in this one league partic- in particular. Lost Garrett Mitchell for the season. Lost Michael Harris – week into the season he keeps yeah. getting delayed coming back yep um yeah hey when we you know this is a bit you know we cover a lot of topics in this podcast when someone says no love for nico horner hey you guys we love him that's great it's just we're talking free agents right now we're talking schedule not, I mean, not only that he's on the list of players i have to talk about at the end yeah that's, uh, so that's pretty patience, amazing patience there heart foundation is reading my notes that's pretty uh that's pretty that's good scary. So. well it's the definition on your camera must be really good it is. It's 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 solid. Um, some other good uh, good uh, offense this week. Uh, the Diamondbacks only have three games. We talked about uh, you know uh, the Twins facing the Royals. The Diamondbacks hit the Royals, and they get three at cores. That's a really nice week. Uh-huh. Jeff, this Diamondbacks offense is uh, is tough. They got a lot of a lot of moving parts. Um, as someone who accidentally ended up with Jake McCarthy in the uh, in the main event, uh, he's not even playing. It's right. accidentally you spoke him into existence. I did. I didn't want him, and then forty picks after ADP, I'm like, oh, I need steals and. If nothing else, he'll run, right? Um, Jeff, he's not even planning its righties. No. Um, he has started off horribly. Yeah, he has. He homered today. He did. Uh, so maybe uh, McCarthy will come around. I do have him in a main event where, you know, I was a little light on, split, light on speed. He was a little after ADP, and I went after him, and not not liking it. Not liking it a lot. Taven to- Smith is playing in this place a lot. Yeah, 24% uh, hard hit rate. Uh, he's hitting 150, one home run, three RBIs. He just has two stolen bases. Uh, I think the biggest concern for me is the playing time. I think they have so many guys there that can kind of cycle in and out that he's definitely not going to play against lefties now. Like, that's gone. And when you start sitting against righties, um, can't drop him yet. He was uh, too much stolen base upside to drop him yet. But uh, there's just a lot of guys playing there. Alec Thomas is playing better than him. You mentioned Paven Smith. It's, uh, you know, someone mentioned the chat, Lourdes Gurriel, although he's a righty. So, you know, maybe the platoon doesn't work as much, but enough guys are playing well there. They just, they just don't need him right now. And it's pretty easy to play him twice a week. And that's unusable for us. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote about the Diamondbacks outfield in like January, how it was going to be crowded. I just thought, I assumed Paven Smith would be out, but that's the thing. When it's crowded, you need to get off to a good start. You do. It really matters. You know, it's crazy. We're like, oh, 20 games doesn't matter, but. When there's playing time issues, 20 games matters. Absolutely. Ask uh, ask Nick Gordon. Oh, I cut him last week. Thank God. Um, I, I cut him this week. Uh, I think his, I think his bat, you know, the craziest thing about his season is he has a strikeout rate under 9% right now. Like, right. He has a strikeout at all, but his BABIP is 114. He makes the weakest contact in baseball, apparently. Um, and I, yeah. He's you got, and I both were on him. He was yeah. like a, like, Go get this guy type of guy. I hate that. It's one thing when he stinks for your own team, but when you also give people the advice yep. to go get him, and it, it goes like this, I feel horrible. I feel like I'm leading people straight. At least I'm like tasting my own medicine there. He legit had some good contract metrics last year. And, you know, maybe it's just a really slow start, but again, it's such a slow start. I mean, he has no home runs and no RBIs and no steals. Like it's a dead zero start. And it matters here because the twins aren't playing him. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's the only reason they sent, uh, you know, Julian down instead of him is because Julian had uh, had an option and, and Gordon doesn't. Right. They're not really ready yet to cut bait on him. But right. I thought it was interesting. Edward Julian batted third one day and it was in the minors the next. Yeah. Uh, that, that, it's, that's clearly an options based thing and not necessarily a merit. I hate that. 
by the way. But I understand you can't just cut everybody. That yeah. that's... I just I don't think they were quite at the uh, Madison Bumgarner level of DFA with Gordon, but uh, two weeks they might be. That felt like a DFA out of spite. I didn't see any of the that comments. A, that, was there, a, but... that was a beautiful DFA, by the way. It was. It was. I mean, it was. His it was cur- an immediate after that. He's chirping on the mound at hitters. That when was he's getting... so insane against Contreras. Like, yeah. Because he swung too hard, like it was so ridiculous. Like I get, there's times you get mad about stuff. That and he's done so that insane. like seven times, yeah. though. It's 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 crazy. And he's finally, like, like the act wore too thin. It was finally like you're not good enough to pull this off. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's. Uh, I saw a quote that uh, some batting coach or some hitting coach that they they kind of prep for Bumgarner like they do for like uh, position players pitching because it's so slow and so different that you have to kind of have a different mindset than you do with normal facing normal major league pitchers. Wow, yeah. I was listening. I was watching a. Rockies Phillies and it was the Rockies broadcast is Thursday I think it was because there's it was like four games on so I was kind of forced to watch some of that right um and the Rockies color guy uh, and I hate to throw anybody under the bus because broadcasting is hard but um <laughs> he's like well you could you know give veteran leadership you know all these young guys on a, on a roster uh, uh you know anybody would anybody would want to have that sort of veteran leadership and I think he was talking about the rock you know he'd be good maybe good for the Rockies uh, I'm like a You've seen him pitch lately, right? Yeah. B, how do we know? Just because he's old, he's going to give leadership? He doesn't strike me as oh, a wait. guy that's going to be nurturing to young guys. C, I'm pretty sure he's not nurturing to young guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I go ahead and I'll go ahead and take that stand. That I, I'm pretty sure he's not someone that's like, you know, spending a bunch of time with the young dudes in the bullpen. Like, he doesn't right. come across that way at all. Here's how to be salty. Here's yeah. how, yeah. This is how, what this is what happens when you give up a, a home run into the bay. You say, yeah. you know, you yell at the player hitting it for looking it's, at it for a nanosecond. Yeah, he went sideways fast. I mean, it's uh, I was him talk about you know, is he a Hall of Famer? You have know, just based on the on the for the posting, it was insane. I think his posting numbers are bonkers. He won a he won the World Series of the Giants single handedly, but he's not a Hall of Famer. His peak is too short. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see some other uh, some other uh, good offenses here before we move on to Fab. The Angels were looking really good this week. Uh, four against the aforementioned. Um, I don't know. I guess we still call them the Oakland Athletics, but I mean the pitching is horrible. You mentioned the bullpen's horrible. The starters are horrendous. Their ERA, team ERA, is like two runs higher than anybody else. Then three at Milwaukee's a really nice setup. Uh, the Orioles are nice this week. Three against Boston. Four at Detroit. There's a lot of a lot of fun offense this week. We should have a lot of a lot of runs. We've obviously seen a lot, pretty good offensive scoring environment. Um, so many seven game weeks. It's going to be a pretty wild week of stats. I think. It is. It is. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just, I want to see, I just don't, I don't want to see my guys get crushed. I've had too many of those lately, but at the same time, yeah, I'm looking for lots of games. We don't have a Patriots day game tomorrow. Thank God. Um, that's, uh, you know, and, and of course, or rain delay on top of that yeah. in that game. And just uh, two of them, one at the start and one in the game. So yeah. it totally ruined uh, the starts there. You know, in the case of Brian, uh, Brian Bayo, he, he ruined it. He ruined yeah. his own start, but still, uh, he also got exceedingly unlucky in that yeah. game. And uh, Otani had his start washed away, which is tough because it was two start weeks and people use him as a pitcher instead of a hitter. But the second start was so good. It, it like, made up for it. It totally made up for it. It's funny because yeah. that first game at Yankee Stadium on Tuesday, he homered and stole and everybody's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to play him as a pitcher. But yeah, he threw such a gem the second one that it was, it was awesome. Yep. Um, a lot of chatter in the chat. Would you like to see that? I uh, saw Christian Bethencourt uh, named. Uh, yeah, he was he was drafted. I drafted him in the main event, so I, someone yeah. that I like to. Uh, but let's get into Fab. But first, a note from our sponsor for the podcast, Rival Fantasy. A new MLB season means it's time for a new kind of daily fantasy baseball. Rival Fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played, and they brought new games to the ballpark this year that fantasy players won't find anywhere else. Rival Fantasy games include Fantasy Bingo, head-to-head player challenges, and Fantasy Book, where users can select over-unders for two to five players. 
With games like this, Daily Fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a $50 protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to 50 bucks. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code RotoWireMLB at sign up and deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on Rival protected up to $50. Now it's time to step at the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. So Jeff, let's start in. Uh, let's start in starting pitchers tonight with uh, with Fab. Uh, the the clear biggest uh, bid this week across the board went for over one seventy five in all three of my main events. Uh, he was the biggest bid in each one. Uh, we talked about the A's a bunch. Sorry about that. But Mason Miller with the A's, uh, the young prospect that they called up. Uh, it's a really wild call up because he's thrown like thirty innings in the minors, so it's hard to figure out what's going on here. But insane stuff. He was throwing like one hundred one, one hundred two. Slider's pretty good. Uh, you look at stuff plus for his first start up there among the elite guys, but innings are the concern here. He last threw a bunch of innings in college. He started out a division three guy and wasn't that good. And then he found his stuff, found his velocity, moved up through like 90 something innings in whatever it was 20, I guess that'd be 20, 21 before he got drafted. And then since then had shoulder injuries, hasn't pitched much, has had never thrown over 65 innings in the game until the, the first game with the A's through a, uh, I think he threw 81 pitches in that game. Um, what did you do with Mason Miller? Cause obviously the stuff is there. Uh, the velo's there, but who the heck knows if he ever gets a win? And that's just not the team. That may be like I don't know how many times you can throw five innings either. Yeah, I I was all only keep him honest bids. Um, not even the Fred Zinke second place type, which is different. He distinguished between keep him honest and finishing second place type bids. Uh, regardless, I, I I was I was nowhere near getting him. I knew I wouldn't be. Um, and it's all about the team. It's not about him. I don't even think people might not be making a mistake on this, but I, I think they will are because I just don't think he gets wins and we need wins in this uh, format here. I think you're going to see a lot of four five and six inning outings at, at most. And then you've got gonna, the legendary. I, say, yeah, I think six is at most too. Then you got the legendary yeah. A's bullpen, uh, which is and legendary for the wrong possible way. You, you mentioned the lack of inning accumulation. They're going to, I think they're going to totally load manage him. Um, I mean, I, and I, I usually hate load management, but like, a guy like this, you have to, right? Like absolutely. he's throwing, he threw what he, I mean, was it like 16 innings last year? Like he just didn't throw at all. Like there's no way he's throwing more than like 75, 80 innings. Right. Yeah. Um, I may, yeah, maybe a hundred, you know, some, same sort of concerns we had about Grayson Rodriguez uh, earlier is like, you know, they're going to find ways to manage his workload a little bit there. Skip a start there. The A's are going six man rotation. There's that. So how many times are you going to get? I, a two man I don't. I don't know start? if they're doing. I don't know if they're doing that long because uh, Fuji's uh, Fuji's not good. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I guess I was going to say who did you put in his place, but they don't have to. That's the whole point, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And and even Grayson threw seventy five innings last year. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot different than fifteen. Yeah, Fuji's here is fourteen forty. Holy gosh! I, w- I wasn't kidding. Caprillion's twelve thirty three. And he's, he's at the, the bull- he's at, he's at the bullpen now. Every time he comes in, I just I just chalk up three runs in that inning. It's it's wild. Oh my gosh, it, it, it's brutal. JP Sears had ten Ks in his last outing. Looked pretty good actually. I have him in a main event. He's the only guy there that I think is uh, is mildly intriguing. I actually think JP Sears is going to be uh, worth uh, worth rostering in a fifteen teamer. Have you chucked Waldachuk? Gone. Yeah. It's weird because the swing and miss used to be there. It's not there right now. Without the swing and miss, it's it's yeah. Rough. What do you have? Yeah. Um, someone asked in the chat about Mookie Betts and his positional eligibility. Uh, he is uh, three games of second base away, at least in NFBC format. So ten games to subscribe to, to get a new position. He's still eight games away at Shores. We only played two there. So, but he's three games away from second base. That'd be an interesting middle infielder pretty quickly. Absolutely, and I think that he got like the first two extra base hits for 
Dodger shortstops this year today. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome stat right there. Yeah. Uh, and the Dodgers, by the way, like for all our complaining about their offense, they're like fourth highest in WRC plus. I mean, yep. and well by the way up there. Because when they Max Muncy homers twice every single day, it helps. Yeah, it does tend to help. Uh, or James Outman does it when he doesn't. Jeez, when, he is. I talk about the best value so far. My God, Outman's killing it. I love Outman. Yeah. It's funny how both Outman's pitcher and hitter do not live up to their name uh, for their respect. <laughs> and as far as I can tell, James Outman's a nice guy and Josh Outman is not. Yes. Yes. Uh, I want to talk about one guy who was not available in NFBC leagues, but obviously we're talking about a wide spectrum leagues here. You play in a lot of leagues. We all play in different leagues. Uh, Logan Allen in, um, in Cleveland pitched really well yeah. today. You, you got to be careful. Not to pick up a Logan Allen that's on the Rockies because there are two uh, two Logan Allens out there. They but... used to both be on Cleveland. That's right. You're right. The other Logan Allen's well. He was like kind of a buzzy guy like three or four years ago. People liked him coming out of. He was the first training. one. Yeah, the first yeah. Logan Allen is now in Colorado. The uh, the second Logan Allen is 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 pretty nice though. I mean, uh, looked really good today. Pitched well for the uh, for the Guardians. Uh, were you in any leagues where he's available? What were you doing with him? So I was in AL Tower Wars and oh, nice. and you got, you got Todd Bradley there last week, right? So you spent yes, a bunch I of money. Did. So I, I lost Jeffrey Springs basically. And that, that's so, and oh. I get fab reclaim at least. So I, cause I bought him in the auction. I get like 10 times his auction salary. So I paid 15 for him in an AL only auction. So I get one fifty in fab back oh, at least. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It lessens the blow. And then after the all-star break, you get to that. Then I only get half your auction. Uh, so it's times five instead of time. You know, times 10 but anyhow um because i went and got taj bradley last week i wasn't going to be active that active on mason miller besides the other reasons why and logan allen went for four dollars more than mason miller oh wow logan i uh and it wouldn't have been the case if it weren't for today's outing 100 i think i would have bid more on allen too 183 versus 179 the problem i think when it comes to logan allen is he's got a lot of competition in yeah, uh, the, the guardians farm system let alone when their injured pitchers come back you, you're also talking about gavin williams you're also talking about uh, tyler bb um you know those yes you know it just happened to be a perfect timing for allen to get the call and i think he's maybe you know he's coming from triple a as opposed to double a but he he earned at least maybe another start we'll see battenfield still on the uh, team and he's getting two starts i think this week maybe uh, we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, I actually don't think he's going to. Yeah. You don't think he, you don't think, think he'll uh, get the second one. I think Quantrill is now officially pitching Monday. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You're right. You're, you're hundred percent right. But then it's two weeks. It's in next week that he, that's actually a big downgrade actually. Uh, I don't know actually. Although, yeah. The second, back. the second start was at Boston, right? Yeah. And now if he, if he goes two starts next week, Battenfield would get at Yankee stadium and then versus Minnesota at Boston at Yankee stadium. Actually not. Not, not as you wouldn't think. Oh, Yankees! You got to avoid the Yankees. I don't know. I, I don't. I think I'd rather avoid the Red Sox, to be honest. Can I just take neither on that one? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I would. I think I remember I had Colorado, Boston, then New York, Minnesota. Yeah, well, I'd agree with you on yeah. that for sure. But at yeah. least the Minnesota game is in Cleveland. When I, I want home starts for Cleveland pitchers all the time. Agreed. Uh, agreed there too. Um, so what else do you do with starters? We've kind of those are the top uh, those are the top names. Obviously, Allen was not available in, in all leagues, but uh, Mason Miller was. Uh, like I said, he went for one seventy six, one seventy seven, and like two oh five in mine. Um, I was with you in the keep modest bid, but I was in the uh, if I slide him through and he goes really cheap and nobody wants him in my league, kind of keep it honest. So I was not really that close. But yeah. um, who else did you look at? Uh, you know, so, John, Johnny Brito bounced back with the Yankees. Ross Stripling is back in the Giants. Joey Lucchese pitched well for the Mets this week. 
We talked about Velasquez and Sears. Like, what else are you doing? Because I kind of felt like it was kind of a glut of kind of medium guys uh, other well, than the top two. My Vegas main, Drew Smiley, was available. Oh, uh, nice. I, I didn't get him. I uh, went 29 on him, didn't get him. Went 17 on Lucchese, that didn't get him. I knew I, pr- I probably could have been a little bit more aggressive on that, but so be it. Uh, Mason Miller, we've been on. Velasquez, we threw a buck at. Uris Familia, a buck at. I know not starter, but I'm just looking at my pitching waterfall. Um, and I know you like it. And I say that. So that's why I, I said it. I do. And then we ended up with Jose Budo for one start for a buck. So we'll see. So they have to, the Mets have to call him up though, right? Like he, he got sent down. So they have to put someone on the IL to call him back up. Right. Right. And so we, I, I, I mean, he's, li- he's listed as a confirmed starter for Tuesday against Washington though. Oh, uh, they actually confirmed that. Okay. No, at least not on our projected pitchers grid, unless I need to update that, but he was optioned down. You're right. Um, they have to put some on the eye because Scherzer's spot does not count. They have to play a man short. Um, on their official site, they have TBD for Tuesday. Okay, so we I see the blue dot next to him, so I, I might be wrong about that then. Yeah, I just, well, looked, at, I just looked at their site. They have uh, Senga for Wednesday, Lucchese for Thursday, and Josiah Gray against TBD on Tuesday. So, I, And the thing is, they don't play until Tuesday. There's not that many teams off on Monday, so yeah. we'll have to uh, – But you'd yeah. think a random 12th <laughs> reliever to the IL would be pretty easy, right? Yeah, um, I, 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 I think so. They could find, yeah, it's the Mets. They can afford it too. So I, fi- I figure they'll do something like that. We'll see. I mean, they, it's a travel day for them. They just fin- they played the Sunday night game, probably fly overnight. So we probably won't hear anything until game time Monday night at the earliest. All right. A fair rebuttal from our friend uh, Paul Spore talking about uh, Mason Miller, talking about how, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be good all year to, to be worth it. And I, I understand that, uh, you know, he said low to mid hundreds. Uh, he went more than that in my league. Um, yeah. He mentioned 90 to 100. I think 90 to 100 is going to be high. I don't think he's going to quite get that high, but I, my, my concern more is the, the four inning starts than it is the not pitching in August and September myself. Like I'm fine with that. If he was pitching five, six innings for three months, I think I'd love it, but I think it's gonna be a lot of three and four inning outings. Well, you know, they'll hold him out of the playoffs to maintain that uh, low inning count. Low, low blow, Jeff. Low blow. <laughs> I was going not, for the Stratford. Not, 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 not the week for low blows in, in Oakdale. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> my team sucks so bad, too. That uh, yeah. I am uh, I am fully in that full joke mode, so we're good. Um, right. So there were some interesting names in 12-teamers. I felt like the 12-teamers yeah, had some. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi is about 49% owned there. Matt mm-hmm. Strom off a really good start. 35% on there. Griffin Canning, who's throwing really hard. Stuff looks good. He's 20% owned the 12 teams. I felt like this is a week where the 15 teams were, were, were kind of meager, but there's a lot of interesting guys kind of mid-owned that just kind of break out in the in the 12 teamers. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and some not, names that you'd be surprised at. Kyle Gibson struck out 11 in his last start. He did. And he has a two-start this week. Um, and it's a good two-start. Um, Kyle Gibson gets uh, fresh my And the Baltimore's just playing all these bad teams. Uh, it's been great. No, he doesn't get a two-start this week. He gets Detroit, Detroit this Detroit. week. Yeah, and then Kansas uh, City next week. Yeah. That's what I was pointing at. So I'll go with it. You know, so I went, I, I got him, uh, which was nice. Uh, that was in the 12. Griffin Canning has two steps this week, I think, or one this week and two the next. I forget which, but uh, no, it's two this week because the Angels have seven games. Um, I would have gotten him had I not gotten Gibson. I think Kikuchi was on my list. Uh, Colin Ray is a guy that do you trust? Because he gets two starts this week and the first one's sweet. Um, so I, I I had a hard time. I, I only put like five bucks down and it was like well down on my list, but he gets Detroit in Milwaukee first and then a home start against the angels to finish the week. The matchups are nice. Um, scares the heck of me. He doesn't strike guys out. I think it's, he's usable for in a 15 team or just because of the matchups, but uh, mm-hmm. 
I just hate guys who don't strike guys out. Like if I'm going to get a bad start, you know, I hope he can strike some guys out also. Um, and he's never done that across his career. I mean, we pitched hundred innings in 2016. Was he, uh, I assume he was overseas in, in that, in the meantime, uh, sure he wasn't the majors from 2016 to 2020. Uh, let's go with that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I can, uh, I, I can look it up while we're talking, but uh, no, I'm looking, he was in, uh, he was in the, uh, he was in the Japanese league those years. Okay. Okay. So what, yeah, that's what I figured. I mean, and you get that gap there, it's either injury or, you know, that long of a gap, it's usually overseas. Yeah, I'm trying to look. It's a, on baseball reference. They have him as, as Japanese. I can't tell exact years there. I could probably look at it though. But um, yeah, he's been uh, he's been a little all over the place. A lot of uh, liner, a lot of minor leagues there. Yeah, he was in Japan in 2021. It looks like for sure, and then more in the minors in 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, I just it's one of those things you just strictly play the matchups on that one, and you sometimes you got to do that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd watch that start. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. Someone, uh, someone in the chat was asking about uh, Kyle Bradish in Baltimore. Uh, he was 100% owned in the main event, so I was not in on him. I think he was available in some online <laughs> championships leagues. Uh, where are you in Bradish now? Because he's uh, he's only been back for a couple starts, but the second one was really good. He pitched uh, at Washington. You know, good matchup there. But you know, six innings, five hits, one walk, uh, six strikeouts. Looked really good in that start. Um, he's someone that was interesting last year. Was super. Unlucky in the first half, super lucky in the second half. It was a weird year for him where you know the second half looked really good on paper, but the the, the kind of underlying stats weren't that good. So I kind of I eased off my interest a little bit. But uh, that first start against Washington looked really good. Gets a two-step this week, Boston on Tuesday. That's going to be pretty telling. Now it's in Baltimore, uh, so it's better than being in Boston. But there's yep. been some slugfest in Baltimore until this week when all of a sudden, like, you know, no one could score at all. But uh, – uh, then he gets at Detroit though on Sunday. You like got like that. Detroit's got the highest K percentage in baseball right now, at least cut heading into today. So you get the maybe the possibility of a bunch of strikeouts. We had an you know you, you have to hope Javier Baez is back because you really want him in the lineup for the strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you do. Um, he'll he'll swing. We know that. Uh, he he will swing. Uh, someone asked in the chat about Chris Sales. He had two starts this week. Man, I don't know what Boston's doing. He pitches on Monday, which you think, but. Right now they're the six man. The, you know Tanner Houck pitched really well his last start. Brian Bayo's in there. Whitlock's in there. Um, until they get rid of Kluber, I, I think they might be in a six man at the moment. Uh, I got to start sale because if he pitches Monday, you know there's a good chance that something happens. They skip somebody. He pitches again on Sunday, so you got to use him. But uh, I think it's a good chance that the two steps not till next week. Their ace right now is Tanner Houck with a 4.29 ERA. Um... Gosh, he's actually right. pitched pretty well. It probably is. Sale Sale actually looked really good his last start. I thought he, he was. I thought that he was like. Did easily the best he's looked for sure for sure but my god Corey kluber 850 era uh yikes i mean at least whitlock and bayo are working their way back from injuries and things like that and so they haven't pitched as much but oh wow this all along we knew the pitching was going to be a disaster it's just the degree to which it's a disaster is pretty amazing yeah, someone uh, someone asked the chat about Tommy Henry, who uh, filled in the rotation when uh, when Bumgarner went out. Um, you know, I wouldn't read too much into that based on you know Brandon Fats, obviously the guy. They're just kind of trying to slow play him a little bit. It seems um, I don't know. Tommy Henry doesn't do a lot for me. He hasn't had a really good history. He looked really bad last year for Arizona. You know, ratios that would have would have smoked you. Uh, I'm not all that super interested in, in Henry. Yeah, the fact that he pitched last year in the bigs might be why he got the call first yeah. too, because he's I think on the there was a man. Yeah, I think there's a 40 man procedural thing in there too. Yeah, um, and don't I'm not even concerned too much about getting strafed at uh, Reno just because Reno is like pitching on the moon. Um, I uh, I worked for a baseball team in for in Reno for three months, and I couldn't believe some of the guys that hit home runs up there. 
Yeah. Uh, we had a we had we had a fan come out during a game and hit a home run to win everybody in the in the park cell phones. Wow, what a promotion! I yeah, hope we, there was some insurance on that one. We, there was, we, we did it all year, and like no one ever got close. And towards the end of the year, we we're like looking for guys that literally could, they could really hit, and uh, it ended up being like the third baseman's brother, and he hit a hit a bomb on like the third pitch, and like way out of the park. It was place went nuts. I mean, place went nuts for fifteen hundred people there, but the place went nuts. Everybody got free cell phones. It was pretty good. Of course, you had to sign up for an account, so I'm sure it wasn't that good of a deal, but it was pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, I, I, and you know, the thing is, Fott got hit pretty hard in his first start. He gave up like four homers in his first, uh, in his first AAA start this year in Reno, and some of that's there. So yeah, I mean, you have to take that with the appropriate grain of salt. But yeah, Henry's getting the first chance, and he, he's lined up for two starts this week. I still yes. think Fott's the guy you want to own in the yeah, long run, for um, sure. Second one for Henry's in cores too. Yeah, yeah. So good luck with that. Yeah, Godspeed there. Uh, what about relievers? Uh, it feels like another week where. We're not getting that big reliever push, Jeff. Uh, you know, Jose Alvarado is kind of the big one, but he's pretty much owned everywhere. He was available in a few, a few twelve teamers. Obviously, you know, if he was available anywhere. That's a super aggressive one. He looks like the guy in Philly right now. They're kind of getting um, a little lined up in Philly. It seems like Sir Anthony Dominguez pitched a lot better this week. He's kind of the eighth inning guy. They're using Alvarado as the ninth inning guy pretty consistently right now. Kimbrough got a save Saturday. Yeah, I think uh, they're both unavailable. Maybe I think they both pitched on Friday. Right. Um, and then Alvarado need a little help to finish and mop up today, but that I wouldn't worry too much about that because he's been so darn good. Yeah, I got him in my 12. I got him in my online championship. Did you really? How much did you pay for him? Did you I, have this this week? Yeah. Uh, wow. t- yes. Uh, this tonight I overbid a little bit because first of all, he's awesome. I think there's, it's rare to find a pitcher that, you know, is like and pitching a, that a, great a, and is getting a, saved. a good team. I mean, a team that we expect to be a good team too. 231. Runner up bit of 142. I know Jason Collette pay, like won, won a narrower one in his 12 teamer has beat Jason Collette like 110 to 101. How, how badly did you need closers? Um, I need them pretty badly. I mean, I have a bunch of crappy cro- closers on yeah. my team. Uh, so it's like one of those where, like, uh, yeah, I could, I, and I'll, I'll tell you what I have. Uh, like, I, I first. Again, my teams are bad this year. Uh, so why are you listening to me in the first place? I don't know. It's it's, um, April, it's April 23rd. I do not believe in a bad team yet. Scott Barlow, Ronaldo Lopez, and Alex Lang were all active in my roster this week. I would have, uh, I would have paid what you did for Alvarado. Yeah. Five saves on the season. Uh, and I also had Kihada on my bench. I mean, I'm I'm just like looking for things, yeah, looking for thank, love in all the Thankful for that, by the way, with the six earned runs on Saturday night. Oh, my goodness. That was bad. That was uh, he was he was really and he got the save the day before and we're like okay he gets it two days in a row we're making ourselves a stew here and then he got <laughs> I got that reference I like it yeah, uh, our friend Peter Shanky asked are you releasing Sorrento Dominguez um, in a twelve teamer I am in a fifteen teamer I'm holding on right now do you agree you think I'm off there I think you're right um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't even get that upset if you dropped him in a fifteen. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought about it last week. I think I had a couple of bids in. We're like, you know, if I get a guy I want, I'll do it. But I actually used him this week. He pitched. Mm-hmm. He looked a lot better this week. I was hoping. And he actually snuck in a win. So it worked a little bit lucky there. But uh, I like how they use him. I like how he looked his last three outings. Yeah, for sure. And, and Alvarado uh, is not a beacon of health. So I don't think he's, uh, you know, that far away from maybe saving some games. But he keeps pitching well. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having the backup to Alvarado there. And he's got, and Al, and he's got the right-hand advantage over Alvarado, too. Yeah. Oh, they have Gregory Soto there. It helps a little bit because they got another lefty. But uh, good question. Uh, folds in right nicely here. Matt Leahy's asking, who do you think is next man up for the Cubs? Um, Boxberger got hit yesterday, and uh, Michael Fulmer pretty much got hit all week long. Yeah, it's been a it was a rough week for Fulmer. Um, it, you know, all along, you know, like Sarah Sanchez, I had her on the uh, Rotowire podcast 
preseason, you know, and she goes, you know, there's not going to be one guy. And that, that's come to fruition. By the way, I'm doing Sarah's got a podcast, uh, it's a fab based podcast. I'll be on uh, her, sh- her show tomorrow about five o'clock uh, central time tomorrow. Nice. I don't know if it's live. We might be just recording and then coming on later, but I will be on her podcast, which will be fab based. Yeah, the interesting name out there, a guy who strikes out a ton of guys, they called up Jeremiah Estrada, who yeah. is a, kind of the, you know, if you want to go with closer of the future kind of thing. But uh, you look at his minor league numbers, uh, dude has been nasty. Uh, he threw, uh, he had a 30, like 38, 39% strikeout rate last year, maybe a little bit higher. I'm kind of combining the numbers on the fly here. ERA under two, a whip around one. Um, you know, I don't know if they're quite ready yet to throw this guy out there, but uh, he's not that, he's a, it's a good spot for them to take a shot because it's uh, these guys are not pitching especially great. I think I would think Boxberger gets the next op, but man, it's uh, it's rough right now. Fulmer looked awful this week. Yeah, I always I was still kind of holding out some hope for Ad, Edward Elzale, um because the the swing and miss was so good earlier this year. Uh, still still good. Uh, Thirteen to three K to walk heading in a day. I don't know if he did anything today, but uh, you know, nonetheless, eight point eight four WHIP. You know, they, they the the yeah. team has so many soft tossers pitch to contact guys you looking for guys that can miss bats when you're looking for closers that and guys that don't walk anybody yeah i would uh, if i were them alzale is the name that, that would interest me I, and i know they brought in the veterans but uh alzale was really good uh he was a starter in 2021 and since he's uh since he's been in the bullpen not a lot of innings but he's been really good i mean the whip's been under 0.85 in those those outings it's, it's pretty yeah. interesting yeah Jeff, a Reds question in the chat. Someone asked Jose Alvarado or Graham Ashcraft. Hard to compare those guys because they play different Dude, positions, but it depends right. what you need, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the thing about Ashcraft is he's still not getting a ton of strikeouts and no change in the swing and miss. That's the thing. Like, Still like 8.9% swing and miss. So that was 8.8 last year. Okay, so it was marginal. Yeah, but he's still not striking out a ton of guys. Uh, and it seems like the strikeouts are even going down a little bit. Boy, this basketball game got close, by the way. It's now a one-point game. It did. I looked, um, up and I looked up, and it was nine, and all of a sudden it's not. Yeah, so there you go on that. Um, I, I, I think uh, I, I, I get the frustration um, with uh, dealing with Ashcraft, too. I mean, it's just because, again, you get the same issue. You know, you're, you're not, you're not going to get a good bullpen behind him. Not going to get a good, a good amount of run support. He lost against the Pirates this weekend. Uh yeah, the defense isn't even that good behind him either. So I get it. Someone else uh, in, the, in the chat was talking about draft uh, dropping Alexis Diaz. I, you know, just because I think he, he needed a hitter, but uh, I get it because the Reds aren't providing a whole lot of safe chances. Yeah, it's uh, I. I would not drop him yet either. I select the pitcher. I want to ask you about the Astros. Uh, it's been if you uh, have drafted Ryan Presley, he's been frustrating. He's either like you know, miss some, miss some outings here and there. And then he's a little bit sore. He can't go back to back. And whenever he can't go back to back, they get a save the next day. Um, he's got one save so far. And granted, again, it's April 23rd, but like you're behind, you're behind the eight ball. And some people that have seven, eight saves. I mean, Josh Hader has eight saved. I think Romano has seven. And, you know, he was drafted a little bit after that range, but not far after that range. Um, they said today that uh, he was a, there was a there was a quote someone had a someone had I forget who I am going to mess this up I'll look who it was but someone had a quote that actually had a transcript of uh, of Dusty talking out and he's like yeah he's just the pitching coach told me he was just a little bit sore but it just seems like it's always something with Presley maybe he's going to turn out fine but uh, Ryan Abreu is pretty darn good in that bullpen yeah he is uh, and you know I I, I look you know he's been although he struggled a little bit today too uh, he got the save Abreu did. But he put two guys on, then got a double play ball. That kind of just stopped everything. But he was, he was wild a little bit. And that's the one thing. Abreu was like he is unhittable, wild. but sometimes you just don't swing. 
And that's always scary with a closer because he walks that first guy and it just becomes it becomes right. a circus really quick. But uh, yeah, 43% strikeout rate so far. He's a 36% strikeout rate like I last year. Uh, I think Pressy's still the guy, but it's been a, it's been a frustrating start, and you worry that you know maybe there's something up with him. You hope that uh, this soreness is just that, but uh, it's a, a slight concern there. Yeah, a little soreness. Oh, that made me feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, and you, you always hope like I hope he's a little bit sick or under the weather because that's way better than someone's mm-hmm. soreness, but. Uh, yeah, and you know, and you know, Presley's not that. He always young. shakes it's, his arm. He always yeah. shakes his arm. It's yeah. fine. You know, no problem. He is. Uh, he is thirty-four. Missed time last year. I had him in the main event last year, and he was really good. But you know, when you miss, uh, you miss those fifteen innings out of uh, out of a closer. It hurts. He had thirty-three saves, so he still was really good. But uh, that'll be an interesting one. You kind of hope that you really hope that the next time they get a save, he's uh, he's stepping up because you don't want to miss right. anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, let's talk about hitters in in Fab. Um, but first, a note from our spe- our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Baseball is back. Swing into the MLB season with vivid seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Every crack of the bat, every deep center fly ball to center field, and every heart-pounding double play of your favorite team live and in person. Plus, with vivid, vivid seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to the reward. Just buy 10 tickets and somebody cash in your credit towards the 11th ticket purchase. just that easy. A pro reward trip tip, if you buy tickets for your whole group, you split the bill and make progress towards your free 11th ticket even faster. From behind the plate, or if you like sitting in the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 23, 23 games that matter to you. Just vivid, visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Also, a few sponsors from our, uh, or notes from our sponsors at the, at the uh, Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We thank you for indulging us there. Uh, Jeff, what did you do with hitters? Uh, we kind of talked about a couple of the Pirates. They were they were definitely at the top of some bids. Uh, Jack Swinski and Connor Joe. Uh, we've got some Jordan Diaz getting called up for the A's, playing a bunch of second base. What were you doing with hitters this week? I found... Uh, I find hitters to be uh, not overly uh, not an overly interesting spot. I think Jaron Duran was probably the biggest bid in most of my most of my leagues. So it's funny you ask that because I in one league, Jorge Polanco was available. I did oh, not get right. him. Um, I was aggressive, but not nearly aggressive enough. Went one thirty nine. He was in the two hundreds. Uh, but I did get Jaron Duran in two of my three onlines. I mean, in two of my three, uh, two of my three main events. And how, the how much? How much you pay for Duran? Because I I was surprised by his prices. Maybe I was just the one that was off. I think it's just because there's just a lack of inventory out there, but I lost Garrett Mitchell for the season. So, and, and I have Michael Harris of just taking forever to come back from a day-to-day back injury. Um, what were, what were, what were Duran's prices? 57 to 49. And one of them. Uh, and then the other one where we were a little less desperate, we bid 39 to 11. So reasonable prices. I think I had a, I had a 25, a 67 and a 123. Yeah, so was, uh, all over I the was, map. Yeah, I was kind of in the mid twenties, and I thought I had a good chance with for him there, but I was definitely way off. I need some steals, and that's the one thing that uh, he's fast. He's playing a lot. He had two more hits today. I think that uh, I think that's a it's a it's a pretty nice ad for someone who's playing a lot right now in a pretty good offense. Oh, and I actually got him in scarf too, uh, and I bid more there because I I had a need and hadn't spent as much fat money there, so I went one thirty seven, and beat uh, second place bid was eighty seven. So. I personally was all over the map there. You uh, you really were, but I mean that's that's an, it's an interesting uh, it's interesting point though because every league gets a little bit different how much you need or want him and that uh, that uh, goes yeah. back. Oh my god, the Timberwolves just turned the ball over in a tie game, didn't get a shot. Uh, off. That's horrible. Uh, they're lucky that uh, Jokic only made one free throw too. So on a kind of a ticky tack call, but anyways, you, you have you, tie game. You have to get a shot. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, the third main event, the one where I didn't get Duran, I got Jerry Callow. I mean Joey Gallo. Uh, who was activated this week after an IL stint. And that's a thing. You know what? Uh, you know, and I, I that one, I, I understand the risks involved, but I think he's one of the big beneficiaries to the shift limitations, the new rules and all yep. that. I think as it heats up in Minnesota, that's going to be a, a ballpark you want. Uh, so we won that bid 139 to 122. Finally, we were able to drop uh, Scott McGuff, the, the, the crime yeah. puppy. I, 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 I thankfully dropped him too. Without looking, and today affected it, but uh, can you tell me what uh, Joey Gallo's hard hit rate was coming into today? No, I cannot. Uh, give, me a, give me a ballpark extreme guess. A ballpark extreme guess. Uh, I'll say 60%. 85%. Wow, I couldn't I couldn't even go high <laughs> enough there. 35% bail rate. Like The strikeouts are always insane, although they're down from last year. I mean, you're going to get home runs. Um, but God, if he hits 225, like that probably works, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and the playing time is there. They just, uh, you know, Alex Kirilov is, uh, it had two home runs today and they said that after his rehab outing, they're going to probably uh, just start him out back in triple A. So it doesn't even sound like he's gonna get the call up right away. Yeah. Uh, and, well, they just sent down Edward Julian. I mean, there's, yep. there's yeah, gotta yeah. be, uh, you know, there's, you know, and we mentioned Polanco coming back. Yep. Something's got to give, uh, it, it really is a commitment to Nick Gordon a little bit longer. I, I think, uh, you know, that's one of those things where uh, you can uh, – uh, that's one of those things where you can just find the uh, – you know, the, the situation – sorry, I was getting distracted because the cat was being a pain in the butt. I was trying to get someone to get her out of the room. But anyhow. <laughs> I, thought uh, I thought you were pointing at Jokic. Yeah. No. Uh, see? He got fouled. No. Um, no, we have, I, I, we, have, we have a mutual friend who looks like Nikola Jokic. It freaks me out every time. Really? Our friend Min- – our, our friend version, I hope. Our friend Mike Quackenbush. Oh. Yeah, quite. Di- oh, yeah, quite. Kind of does. Yeah, I can very, see. Yeah, uh, very Jokic like. My wife gets excited every time Jokic talks, and then she she gets excited for that. But yeah. uh, what did you do with that in New York with Oswald Peraza? How do you feel about his playing time? I was uh, I was in on him because middles was just just dry. I actually got outbid, but uh, you know, Peraza is obviously a, a huge prospect. He's playing a bunch right now. Josh Donaldson's not coming back anytime soon. He had a setback in his in his uh, rehab assignment. I think we're looking at weeks on Donaldson and who the heck knows if he ever really fully comes back, but Praza had, uh, you know, 20 home runs last year, 35 stolen bases. Uh, how do you think the playing time works out with him in New York? Uh, Cause that's obviously really confusing. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. I'll tell you how confusing it is. I saw him picked up in some leagues and I saw him dropped in others. <laughs> it's, a, so. it's always when you know that someone, people can't figure out a guy right there. Right. Um, I, I think he's a good player, uh, but I can't figure out the playing time right now either. Uh, and I, but it's, it's a known issue. Like looking into this whole season, you knew that this was going to be tricky. Yeah, I, I actually really like I like Peraza the player a ton. So I was in him because I just kind of hope it just kind of works itself out. Um, you know, Aaron Hicks is pretty much done there. Like they're not even playing him anymore. And every time he like gets near the plate, they just start booing him. So I, I think that I think that experiment's totally done. Kind of Falefa's bad. Uh, it's not in you know Franchi Cordero got hot and Willie Calhoun, but like there's 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 playing time there. And I just think if they're smart, they just let Praza. I'd like to see them just let Praza play for a month and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, you know, then you figure something out. But I'd love to give them, see them give a run and just kind of go with it. Yeah, um, I'll say this: Volpe is playing well right now. Um, so yeah. yeah, he's finally finally warming up. Leading off is, uh, has has served him well. Still hitting a lot of fly balls, but that's just kind of his profile. He had a nice Yankee Stadium home run. I think Yankee Stadium is going to help him a lot as a, as a fly ball. He had a, sure. he, had a, he had a nice one to right field, but uh, at nine stolen bases already, and everybody likes him. I think that uh, I think the leadoff uh, the leadoff move is uh, definitely sparked him a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, the, you know, he's he's never been like a hitter for average. He's an OBP guy uh, and OBP plus stolen bases, and he's getting the stolen bases all the time too. Uh, if he plays good defense, they're going to be fine. Just leaving him there. And unfortunately, like Praza might even be a better defender for all we know, but he, he I, I can't, I don't know that for sure. Uh, uh, I really, I really like Peraza. I think I would just love to see him let him play. Cause I think he'll be really good. You see judges quote on Volpe when they're asking about his stolen bases. No, you see, he hit second right by him. He's like, ah, you know, there's a buggy. He's jumping around over there. He's like, I told him to run every pitch. I want to see you run constantly. I love, I loved it from judges. God, like, I love that. He's like, I'll hit you run. That's what you do. That's how, yeah. you know, if you're on second base, a single gets me an RBI. Like it just, it was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, don't worry about that. Just the hit. Opposite and- of the Madison Bumgarner salty approach. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I find uh, I find Judge extremely likable. I know he's on the Yankees, and people don't like that, but uh, I really like I really like Judge. Uh, any other hitters? Uh, what you, any any interest in uh, Corey Jolks in Houston? I read a, a piece in the Athletic today. I'm going to forget who wrote it, but uh, pretty much he's. Uh, I think he's up to stay. You know, that's not in the lineup every day, but this is someone with a, a huge power bat. 
and steals too. He was 31 22 in the, in the minors last year in triple a strikes out a little bit too much. He struck out a lot so far this year, but he's only 22% in the minors last year. Uh, he actually hit 270. Uh, this is someone who hits the ball hard. And if he were to kind of carve his way to playing time, Chaz McCormick's on the IL and, you know, not expect to be back in the minimum. Um, Jokes is a pretty interesting upside bat. If he could just find his way to carve out uh, consistent playing time. Yeah. I, I see the see like the hard hit, but I also see the 18 K's in one walk. Yeah. Uh, and the 18 K's are the 18 K's are okay. You can go, but that's gonna I think that'll work itself out. The the one walk is uh, it's definitely concerning. He's got one. Right. Um. I. I he, he's. He. I mean, the jokes could be on me uh, if I don't get him anywhere. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I see I, you I like, shaking your head on that one. Yeah, there, but, I, I shook my head hard on that one. Yeah, but sorry, it, it's you know it, it had to be done. Um, it, it, I, I understand. Um, I just I like the fact that you look at his last two years and that this the this K rates down in the low twenty percent and the swing strike rate is under ten percent. So like, I very much think this first 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 time through could be a, you know seeing major pitcher for the first time and maybe he he doesn't like get down to his full minor league numbers but maybe he adjusts down in between somewhere and if he's at 25 percent and swing and miss eleven percent, I think that his power really plays. Yeah, four twenty nine Babbitt coming into the day there too. Uh, just sure. keep that He's in not, mind. Yeah. He ain't, ain't going to hit 327. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. The, uh, one other sidebar here. Uh, let's hear it for the older prospect. You know, the, yeah. the guy that gets his debut on at age 27. I'll say this. They are more likely to handle the other stuff that comes with being a big leader for the first time. Maybe a little bit more emotionally mature. You know, things, things of that nature as opposed to a 20-year-old might get overwhelmed. I mean, I, I I think sometimes you do see that, like the older guys, they may have a lo- much lower ceiling, but they may start off with a lower floor because of that, because of that age. Speaking of emotionally mature, like with the NFL and NHL in Vegas, like that's one game and you're out three and four game series for teams visiting in our in Vegas are going to be a circus. I, it's like, we talk about basketball that Vegas, uh, I mean the, the LA back to backs, uh, yeah. never, never loses. Yeah. Um, yeah, Vegas could be crazy as far as that goes. Absolutely. But like, uh, t- it's so much easier in those sports. Cause you play your game and you're done. It's a one game series in, in basketball or in hockey and football, but man, teams are there from Monday to Thursday in a four game set against, uh, against whatever they call the Vegas team. That's going to be, it's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Uh, by the way, aces is already used by the way, guys come up with a different name. Um, that's the, you know, WNBA there's, already has the aces. So there's no way they don't, there's no way they don't keep A's right. I think they keep the ace. Yeah. I, think I do too. I think it's yeah. between Philly and Kansas city. And I think it's just one of those names you probably just keep. Yeah. I'd it, like it, him. To, I'd like him to change the name and like go to red and black or something and just completely call it a day. Yeah. Uh, in the chat, a couple of people brought up Laoti Tavares, who's getting a lot of, ta- a lot of playing time right now. Um, I don't I think he, you know, he was and you know, he's very thinly rostered in the twelves. I'm trying to look at the mains to see uh, what he was, uh, what is his uh, his roster ship percentage was, uh, but in the twelve teamers, he was very available. Ninety one to ninety one percent rostered in the mains coming. In. So there's like five leagues that he was available in there. But would you be interested in him at all? You know, I actually drafted him in one league late, and I dropped him when he went to win the aisle. I just needed the roster spot. Uh, he's hitting the ball hard, which is you know a little surprising for me. He had three hits today, which I think people why people are asking about him. Uh, he's hitting 265 now. He had a stolen base today. It was his first stolen base. Uh, the key with him is he's still young. Like, this is someone that was a pretty big stolen base prospect that, uh, you know, a lot of people liked as someone that could come up and, and steal and not be a guy that, you know, had had no batting average or no pop. So, yeah, mildly interested. Um, 
you know, hasn't done a lot yet, but uh, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's someone that's worth, uh, worth rostering and owning in a 50 teamer, especially if you need steals, I would definitely do that. And a 12 teamer, uh, it would, it would be a team dependent thing. If I needed steals, I think he's someone that, uh, that I could add. I mean, you could see him getting 25 steals in this environment pretty easily. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the Bubba Thompson ascendancy for stolen bases, but I guess that's not happening. I, uh, I'd much rather have Leody than Bubba. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a few news and notes before we jump out of here. Uh, some people mentioned the chat about Logan Ohapi. That was that was a really rough one. He's out four to six months to tore labor in his shoulder. As someone who tore their labor in their shoulder, I feel for for Logan. It's a it's a long road back, but uh, he will be back. But uh, obviously, a drop across the board in all fancy leagues, which is too bad because if you grabbed him, um, you know when he was first going down in the minors, he came up, he looked really good, and that's that's a tough one to lose when you get a you get kind of a gem like that and you lose it pretty quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I realized the extent of his injury because I didn't end up getting. I like. I want him almost everywhere, and then he got. There was the rumors of him getting sent down, and I didn't get him. But I realized the extent of his injury when uh, I got an email notification. Someone posted they did the fab reclaim and tout wars for him. Uh, I was like, oh, that's probably sixty day IL. Sure enough, yeah, yeah that. Oh, brutal. Yeah, there's just, you know, with that surgery and stuff, there's just no way back quicker than that. Uh, speaking of the catcher market, uh, Will Smith uh, on the concussion IL at the moment. We mentioned him last week. He's still on it, doing better, expected to back, uh, not expected to back for Friday, but it sounds like maybe another half week. But again, as we talked about last week, this is just an injury you can't, it's, it's really hard to quantify. When he's back, he's back. But until then, he took he took a bunch of balls off the, off the face mask, and it's just, it's tough as a catcher. Yeah, and you just never know what the time, yeah. time frame on uh, concussions could be could be three days could be 30 days could be three months we don't know we're talking about the angels logan ohapi uh appleway chiropractic in the chat joe adele went cold uh yeah that's what joe adele does i was gonna say that exact comment that's so funny <laughs> joe um, adele hit six homers in a week and then you'll never hear from he won't get a hit for three weeks as someone who liked joe adele last year was wrong um yep. i am uh, i don't think i'm going back yeah I, you know and when they pointed out he was tearing it up in salt lake well that's like being big in japan as a rock star you know what it's it just <laughs> you're big in AAA. you're big in salt lake this was a uh, this is a weird week where we had a number of pitchers that got scratched or had injuries and then came back and they're actually fine uh corbin burns had it earlier in the week uh jacob grom had it and then sandy Alca- alcantara uh, was scratched saturday with bicep tendonitis. oh you're always like oh boy that's just bad yeah, I just started on Wednesday. It's at Atlanta, which is tough, but obviously you're starting him there. Um, it's weird that I'm, I think I'm so used to like anytime a pitcher gets hurt, I assume he's out a month or two. And those all three of those guys came back really quickly. Yeah, they did. You know, Hunter Green too, off the comeback or off the tibia yeah. and all that. Um, I, I the one thing is with the uh, with the in the case of Sandy, uh, it was super cold in Cleveland this weekend. Remember they got weathered out on Friday. Yeah, going to start the first game of a doubleheader on Saturday. Maybe it's just like, okay, let's use an ounce of precaution here. Give them a couple extra days too, but we'll see. I mean, we also thought that, uh, you know, in some other cases that, you know, it's an innocuous little injury. I think like Woodruff, you know, it was like, yeah. oh, it's, it's, oh, he just didn't respond well, but, right. you know, no. Oh. Examples like that, I just never actually believe it. Yeah, exactly. How hard do you think the Nuggets owner is rooting for the Timberwolves so we can get a home date for game five? I didn't think about that. It's, uh, like, it's like three million extra dollars per game in the first round. I did not realize that. Uh, I mean, I I think though, if you have chance championship aspirations, you want the rest time. You yeah, really, you're, not, you're not losing the series, are you? You want one more home date, right? I don't know. You know, Philly seemed <laughs> to just take care of business even without Embiid. It was like it the rest time was more important. I just I just always wonder if an owner is like, yeah, let's get the rest, or an owner is like, yeah, give me one more date, we'll be good. I, mean, I, I think it depends on which owner you're talking about. <laughs> John Fisher definitely wants the extra date. Um, yes. Justin Verlander threw 43 pitches in a sim game, um, which is uh, which is really good there. Seems like he's making progress. 
it really feels like they're just being really safe with Verlander. It's early in the year. It seems like uh, it seems like he's progressing in the right direction. Yeah, with, with despite so many things going wrong, I'm impressed with their patience on this. Me too. Uh, Matt Leahy has to chat about Will Smith. We just hit Will Smith. Uh, he's expected to be not back before Friday, but it sounds like he might be playing uh, this weekend coming up. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, speaking of the Dodgers, re- expected to uh, likely to start on Wednesday. Uh, he is He's coming off the IL. It's at Pittsburgh, Jeff. Uh, the, the mighty Pirates 16-7. and seven. I assume you're throwing Gonsolin uh, off the bat here. I don't know necessarily because you're not going to get necessarily get strikeouts or length in the game, right? You might get a four-inning outing in his first game back. So it's not, it has nothing to do with the opponent, but it might just be a little ounce of precaution. First start back. I don't I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead on this one and say that you're right. I just saw that uh, he called him uh, They're Like he built up for around four innings. So I, I'm actually would not use him. Yeah. And, that, and it's just, I mean, he remember he got delayed a couple times yeah. in his rehab. Uh, and I when, always try to, you know, the longer when, a guy is out, the less likely I'm going to activate him for his first time back. When Dave Roberts uh, they asked about Gonsolin, he said he's the likely start Wednesday. Called him the best option. That's a ringing endorsement right yeah. there. <laughs> well, yeah. And the thing is, that's because Grove got hurt yep. and stunk and, before that. Yep. You know, yeah. They, they, they are missing guys. And he'd be, yeah, be built up around four innings. So I, I take it back. I would uh, I would sit him this week. I'm not. Uh, I'd definitely pick him up if he was available. If you're playing in a, a more shallow league where he's available, I would definitely pick him up. He's always a guy that uh, has a good ERA, a good ratio guy. Um, but I'm waiting one more week on him. Yeah. Uh, MJ Melendez left early on Sunday with lower back tightness. I hated this one, Jeff. He's a catcher. Uh, I couldn't pick up a third catcher. I just have to hope. It sounds like it's day to day and he's going to be okay, but I don't know. If he goes in the aisle, it'll suck, but it's a catcher. I wasn't going to add a third one. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, I got got him in Tout Wars and I didn't even bother bidding on a catcher. I didn't didn't either. I didn't have a drop and I was like, I looked at the catchers and it was Jose Trevino and Austin Nola and Martin Maldonado. I was like, do I need an O for 16? I'll just take the zeros. Yeah. But he's, he's so great defensively. It's so that means nothing for us. All right. It it does not. Every time you look at Maldonado, he's 150 for the week with maybe a home run every once in a while. Uh, Tim Anderson got some uh, decent news there. He's nearing a rehab stint. He fielded grounders and ran sprints on Saturday. Um, Sounds like maybe we're, maybe we're a week away on Anderson. If, if everything goes well, obviously, as we've seen with many guys with rehab stints, you know, it doesn't always go smoothly, but it sounds like uh, if things go well, we could be a week away from, uh, from Anderson getting back in the lineup. Yeah. I'm still hoping for Friday, (laughs) but that's, it's just in a 15 team mixer there where you're trying to replace the shortstop. It's tough. I uh, I have two of them and I could not, I used Edmundo Sosa this week and then he got hurt and missed the first half of the week. Yeah. It's been, it's been rough finding, finding shortstops. Um, Michael Harris, you mentioned him earlier, did take part in batting practice on Saturday. So it seems like we're moving, but I think we're still looking at uh, probably 10 days still. We're, it took him forever to get to batting practice stage. Forever. Yeah. It was like, Oh, he's off a tee, off a tee. And then batting practice. It just, it's been really slow. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Someone asked the chat about uh, Mitch Hanniger and Jose Siri. They are both uh, they're both coming back to soon too. I know that Siri was I saw a highlight of him on his uh, rehab stint today, so I imagine he'll be back pretty quickly. Um, that's kind of all the uh, all the really big names I had there. Um, Jose Altuve, Jeff, is the other one. Um, he's just had ahead of schedule. They said they did not put him on the sixty day IL. It sounds like they made a good call there. Um, I think we might get uh, we might get uh, we might get late May with Jose Altuve. So it's funny. The Astros swept the Braves this weekend, had a good series, but they're, they're not really firing in all cylinders yeah. offensively. You look at that lineup, you're like, mm, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, they bring some more balance back to it there. That was, a, that I mean, was like your, your second Arrested Development call in a row. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you, uh, by the way. Um, I, but yeah, I just, they're, they're just missing that link. 
and uh, they got to get a Jose Abreu out of the cleanup spot too. By the Dude, way, it's we've talked about him a bunch just because we talked about him last year with the main event and how slow it was down the stretch. It's been bad. Yeah. He does not look, he looks like the guy from the last two months rather than the guy from years before that. So far, again, it's early, but he is 36. At some point uh, you wonder it falls off, but uh, he has, he still has not homered. He has a 284 slugging percentage, Jeff. That's, that's suboptimal. Crawford Crawford boxes aren't saving him. Uh, No, his WRC plus right now is 61. Mm, That's bad. That's bad. bad. He was one thirty. Scales hundred is average, by the way, guys. Yeah, he was one thirty-seven last year and has never been under hundred his entire career. He's sixty-one right now. Yeah, not good, not good at all. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty rough right now. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about, Jeff? Anybody else on your mind? Uh, what do you think about Eduardo Rodriguez? He has been dealing through uh through a one hitter today over seven innings. Um, do you think that do you think that Erod is is back in our lives here? I, you know, I hesitate to issue an opinion on Erod lest I incur the uh, bad will of certain Twitter denizens. That's uh, true. If you say anything good, uh, the rest of the season is your fault. Yeah. Um, but uh, he sure is pitching well. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, he's been a good pitcher in the past, right? We, I still don't know everything that happened last year. Yeah, it was uh, a weird year. But I mean, he was a good pitcher at times on the Red Sox. I mean, I yep. think he could be, a, he could be, a, he could be an asset. We'll see what happens in Detroit when the weather warms up, uh, yeah. but it, it's a good park for him to be in too. It so is. And he's had, that's three good outings in a row too. He struck out 10, the, the outing before that. Uh, there's been a couple of questions in the chat about uh, Josh Lowe, the Tampa Bay version. Um, it is low. He, Brandon is loud. He's, he's low. I uh, had a really good, really good start to the year so far, hitting 345, four home runs, four steals. This is someone that was a huge prospect last year, a lot of big bids, and then he really disappointed the majors last year, hit uh, 221, mm-hmm. only two homers and three steals across uh, about 200 plate appearances. Uh, struck out a ton, both in the minors and the majors last year. Weirdly enough, his strikeout rate in the minors last year was 33%. Strikeout in the majors, 33%. 15% so far this year. Uh, it's weird. He's not hitting anything hard, but he's not striking out. He looks like a different guy, but it's, it's worked so far. Yep. He, he contributed to the Rays home run streak uh, in the ninth inning of their one loss to the Reds. Longest, uh, longest ever to start a season, right? 22 games in a row. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't go crazy today, but they're still undefeated at home. Are they I really? Mean, wow. Yeah. Um, Toronto, Toronto beat him two out of three, but that was in Rogers center, right? Yeah. Yep. And then the Reds are the responsible for their only other loss. Is that is look at your reds making making names yeah. and look at us influencing at us. leagues yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the, yeah. the the situation with Tampa though is like when Siri comes back like that right. outfield is insanely crowded they've got you've got a Rosarena who's going to play every day you've got uh, you've got Harold Ramirez who's hitting like three seventy you got Lowe who's been really good you got Manny Margot there you have uh, you got Luke Rayleigh there who I think homered yesterday uh, I yeah, think homer gonna, today homer today there you go. Uh, when you get Siri back, we might get back to the platooning raise pretty quickly, which gets frustrating for us fantasy players. I think the only three players that are going to play every day for the raise or oh, four now, four now, four out of nine is not bad. Actually. Are you, are you, count, are you counting Yandy? You got to count Yandy, right? Yeah. Yandy Diaz, uh, Rosa Reina, and then the middle infielders, yeah, uh, Bronco and, and Brandon Lau. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is platoon happy. And even Lau is going to sit against select lefties sometimes. Hell Ramirez, five home runs, hitting 373. Jeff. So good this year. Do not platoon so my dude. Yeah. They're going to, though. They have to. They've got, to. I mean, because everybody's got to play. And yep. platooning works, too. We get frustrated with it, but in real life, it yep. works. I know. Uh, I think sometimes teams do it too quickly, but uh, the way the Rays do it obviously works. Um, 
Taylor Walls has actually been he's a really good glove too, so he's gonna play in there in the in the mix. So they're just they're gonna have to play a lot of guys. It's just it's gonna be a little frustrating. But uh I think that at least Josh Lowe, who the original question was about, at least he's on the strong side of the plume tune, so that's helps. Whenever there's righties out there, Lowe's gonna play. You're gonna sit against some lefties, but that might actually help your help your batting average a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that him sitting against lefties is not gonna kill you. I think he's gonna still be pretty usable. Here's how good the Rays are doing. Beth in court, their starting catcher, nominal starting catcher. It's kind of a split, but he's slugging over 600 right now. <laughs> uh, I like I like Beth in court. Uh, I do too. Barrel, Barrel last year was 12%. He was on the A's for a while last year, and then he went to the Rays. 44% hard hit last year. Right now, he's at 64.5% hard hit and a 19% barrel rate. Like The guy can legit hit right now, and he uh, he was kind of buzzy when he first got called up in Atlanta and then kind of disappeared for a while, but uh, – Dude, it's the ball hard. I, I think that as a, as a catcher, too, you could do a lot worse than Beth and Cork. I, for one, am shocked that the the Rays have found someone that was an underappreciated asset in one organization and made him better in theirs. Um, and it's not just the A's. He was a Padre, too, before that. So, uh, and, you know, hey, it's not just uh, an A's thing in this, t- this point. The Rays are very, very, very smart. Yep. Um, before we get out of here, someone asked about him. Uh, Nico Horner in Chicago has had a really good start to the year. In 355 with freaking nine stolen bases, Jeff. I know yeah. he's not he's not quite uh, not quite uh, Ronald Acuna who has now 12 stolen bases after stealing four this weekend. But Acuna is right there. Um, he's uh, he's hitting uh, Horner's right there. Sorry, nine stolen bases, two steals. Uh, how do you feel about him kind of going forward? I know the, the start's been really good. Obviously, there's someone that everybody really likes. I think everybody likes Nico Horner. He's a batting average guy. He went to Stanford, which means I like him. Um, <laughs> but you know, he stole 20 ba- bags last year, and that was his career high. Are we looking at like a 30 to 35 stolen base kind of guy? Uh, under the new rules, maybe I, I didn't think he'd really be the guy to benefit, but two things have happened. One, he's playing every single day. He's batting lead off. So yep. he's in a good spot too. Um, I, I think that that's one of the things he had such a weird start to his career. Remember he, he was done in the minors for the season. And then they had like two guys get hurt in the middle infield. So the Cubs called him up after like he, he had wound down and then like, you know, we're like, oh, okay, he's gonna be ready for next year, and then he wasn't. You know, you got saw very little of him again. Finally, he established himself as a regular, full time, everyday player uh, last year. It was really good down the stretch, you know, yeah. and then this year he's he's now the guy. Uh, and he was, you know, there's draft pedigree. He's a first round pick in 2018, yeah. so it's just he came up so early. I mean, he came up played tw- those 20 games in 2019. And we saw very little of them in four, in 2020 and 21. 20 obviously was well. 20 was saw plenty of them in 20. That was 48 out of 60 games. So, uh, but in 21 he didn't play that much. I think he got hurt for a while. Uh, now he's the guy. Clark Olson with Leland Stanford Junior Stanford Junior University. I love it, Clark. You are you're the man for that one. I appreciate that. Um, do you are you buying the Cody Bellinger bounce back, Jeff? It's uh, it was like ah, oh, yeah, you got a couple of hits. He's now hitting uh, now hitting 300 after today. I don't know. I don't know. My answer is I don't know. 14.1% strikeout rate right now. How? Hitting nothing hard. He's just making contact. It is... It is the strange... It is the strangest profile right now. He's a 31% hard hit right now. now. And yet he's slugging 539. Yeah, because he has... He has has five homers. And when he's he's hit hard, he's really hit hard. He's got four stolen bases. It's weird. He's not striking out. He's walking, but he's not hitting the ball hard. I have no idea where this goes in, in a month. I really, I usually have pretty good opinions on guys. I have no idea where we're looking at here. You could, he can hit 200 the next month. He gets 300 and not hit the ball. I have no idea if this is, he's like a complete different approach. If he's just trying to not strike out and 
make contact. Make contact. I, I have no, it's a, it's a weird setup, but uh, he's changed his swing so many times. I just have no idea what to expect here, but it, you drafted him. It's, it's worked out really, really well so far. The only place I drafted him was in the XFL, which was in November. And he was just kind of on the cheap. This is before the Dodgers even parted ways with him. Do you guys have any sort of copyright infringement uh, issues now that the XFL is back? No. I, I don't I, I it's not a profit for profit organization, so we're fine. You've been watching the XFL games, Jeff? What do you think, Scott? I think definitely not. Yeah. Um there's yeah. It's a, well, honestly, hey, bully to those that are so football oriented that they, they're thirsty for football and they want to watch it. That's great. That's who the audience is for. Um I there's so much else on my plate right now yeah. that I, I just I'm, don't possibly I'm already I'm already kind of over draft talk too. Yeah, well, it's it's gonna reach its crescendo this week. I love, you know what? I had, I, I used to be a little resentful for like the, you know the draft talk taking up like like live baseball, but then twenty twenty happened and the draft was like a panacea. And I, I think- and I, I I love the NFL, so I mean I and I want to see what my Bengals are gonna do. So, I love the uh, NFL too, but I find like the first two hours of the draft on Thursday interesting, but then Friday and Saturday beyond boring on TV. Yeah, I have to wait till the very end of the first round. So there's that, which I kind of like. Uh, I got to wait till the end of the third round. Well, yeah, that's that's another story there. Yeah. Um, we'll have to talk about the Niners quarterback at some other point because we're already an hour and 15 in. Yeah, but It is a fascinating situation. It is just fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we'll see if the draft resolves any of that. They make any sort of deal or trade. But They're probably the best team in football, player two through 53. Yeah, it's just but player one. It's just Player so... one matters a little bit. And the funny thing is they've whiffed on first round picks too. It's crazy. Yeah, they, they have, they, they draft really well in the mid rounds. Yeah, indeed. But yeah. So cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Rotowire fantasy baseball podcast sponsored by rival fantasy. We appreciate them for that. You want to follow Jeff on Twitter. He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, Jeff, we might have a, might have a fill in guest next week. Is that right? Did I do the dates right? You did. I will be in beautiful bucolic Wichita, Kansas. So I will be here. I will have a surprise guest that night talking baseball with me about the same time on Sunday night. So uh, safe travels to Jeff, and we will be back at you next Sunday. Hope everybody has a really good fantasy week, a really good real-life week, and uh, take care. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.